I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mr. Brown, how dare you? Oh my God, it's so quotable. Isn't it so quotable? Can we go see it again? Yes. Like actually though. Hello and welcome to Poddington 2. We waited so long to do that pun. <laughs> Please like it. <laughs> this is I Only Like You, a film review podcast done by me, Lonnie, my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. Two passionate Paddington fans. And it might surprise you that we weren't last week, but now we are. So here's the thing. We'd both been hearing really great things about Paddington online. Everyone's like, it's the great, greatest movie of our generation, um, exceptional piece of filmmaking, etc." Lonnie came to me and was like, everyone's saying it's great, maybe we should go. And I'll admit, I, I took a while to warm to the idea. You did. You, you didn't, you thought it was a kid's movie, a boring one, what? like a sugar bear. Here's the thing. I am either too old or too young, too young probably, to know what Paddington was. Wasn't around in my childhood, very much more of a British thing. I know your parents know them, but my parents wouldn't. I don't really, I was like, he's a bear and he talks and he's got a hat. Like that's, that's as much as I knew. Look, when you say it like that, it sounds a bit silly. This is me before... Therapy, <laughs> when you don't know anything. And then mm-hmm. now this is me after therapy where my eyes have been opened to the world around me and I can truly understand the joy that is Paddington. And you look back on yourself and you're like, how could I have ever, ever thought that I would not like this? So, Paddington, we're very sorry that we didn't see your movies earlier. I'm very, very sorry. But we've seen them now and... I know that that would matter to you because I love that we're doing a direct message to Paddington <laughs> because he's definitely listening. Well, we ended up seeing like one of the very last sessions of it playing in the cinemas in Brisbane. So Sometimes I think about how close we were to not being able to see this because it was about to go out of cinemas and then I, my heart just goes, oh, we could have not seen this. And luckily the first one was on Netflix oh. so we could get it, which to be honest, I think we're going to get the special edition, you know. Oh, I'm buying this. I don't care that it's on Netflix. I am buying this DVD. It is going in my shelves. You know what? It might even get its own shelf like La La Land. Okay. Might even be on display. The first Paddington is a five-star film. It is wonderful. It is so much more than a children's film. It is a wonderful allegory for race, for acceptance, for immigrants. It is perfect. It is perfect. It has so many quotable lines. It has Sally Hawkins, who is incredible. I'm gonna, I'm just going to shout some names at you. Q Bonifil, great. Brandon Gleeson, great. Julie Walters, great. Jim Broadbent, 
great. Peter Capaldi, great. This is an exceptional film. And we'd heard that it was Hugh Grant's best performance. I agree. 100%. I know he's got a lot of, lot of crap because he's like a bit cranky and old fuddy-duddy British man. He delivers in Paddington 2 the best performance he's ever delivered. That is an actor's role. He gets to put on different voices, gets to be really flamboyant and outlandish, a bit caricature. It's so wonderful. And what's funny about that is that I've, I've read some things about Hugh Grant where he hates being an actor. He said if he could do anything else in the whole entire world, he'd do it. But he's just, every movie's like his last movie. He just ends up finding himself back again for certain reasons. So if someone like that to come in to give this performance where it's the most outrageous thing I've seen on screen in a long time, that's just amazing that he he did it and also they convinced him to do it. Right. Do you know that at the moment it has 100% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Paddington 2? Yeah. 100%. you know how hard that is to get on Rotten Tomatoes? It doesn't happen very often. No, but it's happened for this. Why? Because it's exceptional. So here's my call to action. For all the listeners that think this is a children's movie but have clicked onto this podcast for some reason to listen to it anyway, it's a very small margin, you need to see this. Watch the first one. It's on Netflix. Go and watch the second one. You might have to wait till it's on Netflix because I don't know if it's playing anymore. But it is wonderful. It's so good. Can we talk a bit about the second one? Yes. Aunt Lucy! <laughs> Aunt Lucy! I knew, she, I knew it was coming and Sally Hawkins, she knelt down and his face was there and everyone knew except Paddington and then the doorbell rang and Paddington went to the door and who was at the door, Lonnie? Who was at the door? Aunt Lucy. Aunt Lucy! Does that just like keep, keep coming back to your brain? Yes, it and does. And you smile yes. and you cry yes. at the same time? It, you know how good this movie is? It makes me want to try marmalade again. <laughs> <laughs> The most disgusting food item. But, you know, you go to this and you're like, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe a little bit of marmalade could be nice, you know? Well, Paddington likes it. So. Paddington likes it. He's always got an emergency sandwich in his hat. And it was! It helped him. I know a lot of kids' movies are about family, and I've complained about that before, but this one shows a family that's not just your blood relatives. Mm-hmm. It's about the people it was the community and the community as a whole. That opening yes. sequence where he was jumping between and saying hello and helping everybody and then compare mm-hmm. that to halfway through the film when he's not there. Yeah, I love the sequence when he's spreading love and joy and kindness around. But it's really true, though. One little bit of kindness can go a long way, can't it? I know, and that's what the movie tells you, that you don't you just start small. If you're kind and polite, the world will be right. So true. What better message for a kid's film? Any film. Any film ever. But particularly for kids' movies. But particularly for kids' movies, yes. (laughs) If I had to have a gripe, and I don't have to. Check yourself. I'm just, mm, it's a small one. I worry that a little bit in the prison, you're looking at me like you want to murder me right now. I'm giving you a hard stare. Oh, my God, it's the hard stare. (laughs) Love me, darling. It's incredible, isn't it? When it happened in the first one, I went, Lonnie, what's happening? (laughs) Anyway. It's what you do when someone's forgotten their manners. It is what you do. (laughs) 
Yes. The only thing I worry is that with the pink um, mm. stuff, if the joke is, oh, they're big gruff men and they're wearing girly outfits and that's inherently a bad thing because big men can't wear pink and it's funny and, oh, it's funny that the big harsh man called Knuckles opened up a bakery. Mm. I've just got a little bit of, you know, worrying it's a bit to- toxic masculinity there. Kind of, I think. Maybe the joke is more that they think it's bad rather than it is bad. 100%. So I think that's okay what it, it is. That's why I'm kind of okay with it as well. But if I had to have like a little thing, I don't at all think it was intentional, but I think it's even more important to recognize when it's unintentional and it had a yeah. little bit of that it's, there. It's approaching that, but it wasn't like, like if one person was wearing pink and everyone else made fun of him and he felt bad, like. Yeah, it's, I guess so. it's, it's approaching that. I also feel the same thing about security guard who really likes the men who are dressed up in women's clothing. Yeah, I thought is a bit that, funny about that as well. And I think, I don't think the joke is, oh, haha, this person is attracted to a someone like a trans sort of situation. But it's like, you're in that borderline you are, territory. You're aren't veering you? towards it. And, and obviously, with these, these movies are so great. And it's all about kindness and acceptance and stuff. So I don't think they're intentionally trying to make fun of anybody. I agree. And so you give it a pass because of everything else going on. But it's like, maybe just pull it back a little bit or. It's definitely worth mentioning, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know what is exceptional about this film and the first one? What's that? The attention to detail in the story. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back. The toffee apple that he's eating at the carnival, which is just like a little tiny thing in mm-hmm. the edge of the sticky. screen because it's too sticky, that comes back. Everything is rewarded. Everything has a payoff mm-hmm. and a setup. It is incredible. The writers, the... Yeah, I just, everything is, is a Chekhov's gun. Even the person who he mucks up the haircut comes back yep, comes repeatedly. Back. The um, padlock comes back. It's incredible. Another thing that I loved in the first one and also in the second one, particularly in the scene where he's in the prison cell and it turns into the jungle, mm-hmm. these animators working on this film... How beautiful is the animation? Mm-hmm. So inventive. It's like Pixar level. Yeah. It's incredible. It made me feel like when I saw those coloured balloons in Up. Yeah. So and good. my favourite sequence of this film was when we're looking up at the pop-up book and then Aunt Lucy appears in a different animation style within the pop-up world, and then Paddington's there as well. And they're all interacting with that style, and you, like, go into the world, and it's just, that's so inventive, and I never would have thought of it. Even something really simple as at the beginning of the film, where he writes his name in the window and then wipes it away, and it's the shape of a two. Like, that's just great. It's so great. It's something that we haven't seen before, but that's so obvious when you see it. You're like, oh, of course. We could do that. It's just so creative and incredible. Another thing that comes back is Hugh Bonneville's character with the, I know in Paddington 1 where it was like, oh, I was a young man once. He used to ride mm-hmm. a motorbike mm-hmm. and everything. And this came back with his um, knocking over the cans at the carnival. Mm-hmm. And even just his doing yoga helps him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. And how sad is it? Like For a moment I was like, are they going to drown Paddington? I was like, I was, so I, I was so worried. And the kids in the oh. in the theatre with us were riding every bit of that adventure, weren't they? See, normally we hate it when people talk in cinemas, but this experience of seeing the second one, we were surrounded by little kids, 
so little that they, they like sit on the parent's lap in the seat. Mm. They're not big enough to have their own seat. And when that happened, there was a little boy who was sort of next to us, maybe one family over, mm-hmm. and he got up on his feet and he was jumping and all he kept saying was, Mummy, what's happening? What's <laughs> happening, Mummy? Mummy. Like he was so worried about Paddington. And I looked over and I was like, I'm right with you, mate. Like I don't know either. <laughs> it was they were a hundred percent riding the whole roller coaster of this mm-hmm. film. All the kids we were with were so engaged in it. And I just, I love the fact that this film has a wider meaning than just being a kid's movie. I feel like it took itself seriously. It never went for the easy option and was like, oh, we're just a kid's film, let's just, mm. you know. Yeah, slap together some slap p- together poo something. jokes. Exactly. Whatever. There's no time when he, like, walks along the street and, oh, he does a fart and that's the joke, you know. it's all Everything's really clever and I love the fact that the message is just to be kind to each other, to love each other, to accept each other, which I think is important for adults to watch as well. So this film, it has some adult jokes that, you know, when you go back and watch movies that you used to mm-hmm. watch as a kid and you're like, how did I not pick up on that? That's so mm-hmm. rude, that bit. There's a lot of that in here as well, but also it's more about the message is applicable to a wider audience. I feel like if you're forced to watch this with your little brother or sister or your kid, you're going to love this film as much mm-hmm. as they do. Mm-hmm. It's not something you have to sit through for them. No, not at all. It's surprising. Like, you're right, they may took it seriously. Who would have thought, who was sitting there in the pitch meeting? Like, Paddington 2, first one's great, kids movie, it's still another one. Let's send him to prison. I know. <laughs> but they did it. They did. And he makes prison a better place by being there. Like, it's so crazy. In the very fact that it's a kid's movie about a talking bear, which yeah. no one cares about the, the fact that he's a bear. No. And he's from Peru, from darkest Peru. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously going back to the Paddington story originally as well, but, like, it's so bizarre. And on paper, it shouldn't work. No. Which is probably why we weren't that excited about exactly. it before we sort of knew anything about it. Yeah. But now we're like, I just looked on the poster. Two is a marmalade sandwich. Two is a marmalade sandwich. Okay, we're going grocery shopping this afternoon. It's marmalade. Do you want to? I'd love to. I hundred percent. And I, I love the fact that I feel like the whole team that were working on this was so sort of in, you can just feel that they were encouraging and supportive of each other. Yeah, they no loved idea's Paddington. a bad idea. Yeah. They all loved Paddington. He was done this film was done with so much love. And it was just such a joy to watch. Like I I want cannot wait to show my children this film. Cannot wait. And I'm 100% purchasing this and watching it a million times. It's just, it's the best. I don't really know what to say critically. Like I said one thing about the masculinity, but I can't find a fault with it. Actually, if I had to find one fault, it would be that Peter Capaldi's character didn't have much of an arc. I, he didn't change much from the first movie, which he could have no, been a little bit different. I expected that he would be different after the first one. However, maybe it wasn't necessary because everyone else in the community had changed after the first one. And in life, yeah. it's not like everyone... He was determined to be cranky. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I actually think that was quite interesting how he was positioned against characters that were very accepting. It made you understand mm. that his behaviour was not... Very nice and, and the wrong sort of approach to mm-hmm. the situation. Um, I want Sally Hawkins to be my mum. I want Mrs. Brown 
and Mr. Brown and Mrs. Bird. <sighs> the steam train, Lonnie. The steam train. My favourite joke, wrap up. Yeah. My favourite little bit of the whole movie is when he's introducing all his friends in the prison. Yeah. And they all turn up. I love those sequences when they've all got names. I love I it. It's so great. Saying. And the choreography where they, like, pop their heads up at different points. It was very and, Wes Anderson, that yeah. bit, wasn't it? And the one politician. Like, yeah. I couldn't possibly comment. Couldn't possibly comment. Like, it was just, it's <laughs> so incredible. <bizarre>. It's, <laughs> there are some moments that are really weird in this film. Yeah. Very much Wes Anderson-esque. Yeah, the whole prison thing was much like It Grand was, Budapest. wasn't it? Yeah. But it was just... Oh, it was beautiful. And that that mid-credit sequence with Hugh Grant, I mean, oh, yeah. how much fun would that have been to film? Would it would have been, have been so incredible. Sure. Anyway, Paddington 1, five stars. Paddington 2, five stars. I'm not being facetious. This is an incredible film. Possibly the best films of this century, any yeah. century. Yeah. Please, if you do one thing for us... Go watch the Paddingtons. If you've listened to us for a long time, even a short time, and you're like, ah, that film doesn't sound like me, just look. If you're I'll a... owe you one. Yes. All right? If you go see this for me, I'll owe you one later on. We can talk about what that is. We can get a lawyer involved. <laughs> I'm not doing any weird stuff. But please see this film. It is wonderful. It is so great. I wish I had a Paddington. To get up to mischief. Ugh. I have to see. Can we? We haven't even spoken about the most important thing. That Paddington is actually played by our family dog, Cooper. Exactly, exactly the same. It's totally fine. You leave him alone for one second. He's fallen in the pool. He's chasing a, a thing. He's gotten himself wound uh, up in a rope. Paddington. You can't leave him alone for more than a second. But he's still kind and polite. But he's... Oh, my God. I need to go have a cry and then go back to the cinema to watch this. What would you give it, Lon? Five stars? Yeah, definitely. Best movies you've seen in a long, long time. Thank you very much for listening. We have other podcasts out there about other movies, but really none of them matter compared to this. Don't bother. La La Land does. Just, just listen to La La Land in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.